0: Hey y'all, it's a beautiful day here in Fort Worth, Texas. And you are once again listening to Fort Worth Camera Radio. Yes, the coolest camera store in the nation. Much like the coolest kid in the bingo parlor, which is sometimes cool. But in this case, uh, we are really fortunate to have people like wacky next door neighbors, like Larry from Three's Company. We'll have you know people that just stop by, sometimes unannounced. In this case, we have Mr. Tim Cooper, and I will admit right now, I friends listening right now, I don't really know a whole lot about Tim Cooper, but I do know the name, and I do know that he is associated with and one of the founding members of National Parks at Night. And I really, really encourage you to check out nationalparksatnight.com. And of course, his website, timcooperphotography.com. We were really, really fortunate to have him uh, perform a workshop here at Fort Worth Camera just this past week. So, uh, Mr. Tim Cooper, thanks for being on our little show. You bet, Mac. Um, be here, yeah. So, I, I want you to help me walk through as I'm learning more about you, and as I'm thumbing through your website right now, of amazing images. In this case, of course, shot at night. Uh, we're doing star trails in national parks. Mm-hmm. We're looking at cool, you know, Americana. It's amazing stuff. By the way, who are you on Instagram?
1: Uh, Tim Cooper Photography.
0: Okay. Um, first off, tell us about your last workshop and then the next one. But of course, uh, of course, workshops are your—that's just your gig, isn't it? That's what you do.
1: It is. Yeah, uh, I do a lot of workshops. It's uh, mainly what I do. Um, but I love lecturing. I love teaching. I love working with people. And I got to tell you, the gig we did here—the black and white one—was yeah. a ton of fun. Yeah, it's not something I often get to talk about anymore. You know. Really? As I was, yeah, I was just telling the group, uh, you know, black and white sort of fell off when digital became more popular and people were leaving their dark rooms. Um, and it's just a it's a skill and a talent and medium I absolutely love. So I was super psyched to talk about it. And uh, it was a great, it was a great... Do uh,
0: yeah, me a favor, actually, why don't you get a little closer to the microphone? Sure, there absolutely. we go. Um, let's start off on that then, because we will eventually naturally talk about national parks at night and night photography but tell us more about black and white photography and maybe the gist of what you taught the other night for those who weren't there
1: yeah well you know actually i now that you mention it now that i'm thinking about it the two are sort of and they're really related for me because i consider them sort of creating rather than capturing so when i first uh, started in photography it was all on slide film and we weren't able to print our own images or there was the a lack of the ability to print, you know? Right. Um, but in black and white, the first part of the art form is capturing the image, which is where a lot of people stop. And then the second part of the art form was printing it, which was huge. So along those lines, I feel that way with night photography. So my favorite thing is light painting. And so basically you're starting with a completely blank canvas and you're adding light and you are literally creating from almost from scratch the nighttime photo. So I like shooting Milky Ways. I like shooting star trails um, and that's a ton of fun. But to me, that's a real background element and everything else in the foreground that you're painting with light just sort of becomes alive. And that is to me the a character subject, in your, yeah, your, your yeah, story. Yeah. So, so the, so I think the two are very similar in that way. Um, it's just sort of a completion of the art form. You know?
0: um, As I thumb through this, free downloadable pdf from your website sees the night 20 tips for photographing in the dark what i like about it is it's not very pretentious the the the, how you're reading things it's really easy there's an amazing picture and then there's a tip and it's a tip that is just easy to understand
1: yeah you know I'm, i'm i'm thankful i'm glad you said that thank you uh because one of the things that i've I've had the fortune, you know, I've been really fortunate that I've learned from some of the greatest photographers from like uh, Galen Rao, Bruce Barnbaum. Like I've, yeah. I've worked with both of those guys and assisted both of those guys. Really? Oh yeah. Um, I just uh, met John Sexton the other day. And uh, so, I mean, I've, I've really had the ability to learn from the best. And the one thing about them was they'd never hit any information and they were always, welcoming and honest and and just forthright and, and giving. And so that's kind of the way I've always been. And so any workshop that I've been a part of is that way. And I always, you know, I always get a, a chuckle out of these photographers that really think they're all that. And, and, and you know, and a bag of chips. I'm like, come on, you guys, you're, 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 doing photography. It's not brain surgery. You know, you don't need to be cocky. And so, yeah, so none of the groups that I work with are pretentious. I just got done with a group uh, of, out of Chicago and they were all that way. Everybody was just giving and sharing. And I love that, you know. Um, so, yeah, so thanks for saying that. I'm glad that PDF comes across that way because that's what we like to do. We like to share, and so on our workshops, you know, we are all about helping people. I hear nightmare stories of people going to workshops and the you know the leaders taking off and shooting their own things, and they're just like, "Hey, what are we doing?" Oof. You know, and I, I just never understood that. That was just never what we did. Um, so yeah, that PDF that you're talking about there is a, a great way to get introduced into nighttime photography, you know, for free, and it's, uh, it's yeah, a I mean, good information. Is-
0: it makes not only the information accessible, it makes you uh, and your company accessible. Here, Here's something that's just so basic, uh, and this is uh, a picture of Arches National Park, I assume, in Utah. When you pre-focus, use gaffer's tape to keep your focus ring from being bumped out of position. Holy shi-moly. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, duh. Yeah. I, I never thought of that. Here's another one right below it, and it's a some sort of sign perhaps in the if i had to guess this is in the las vegas uh, neon graveyard ah, yeah, with yeah. an r and a h i would assume that's probably from the sahara i
1: that's yeah that's from me yeah I um
0: one. use a cardboard paper tube Wait, hold on use a cardboard paper towel tube to create the create a snoot covered with black gaffers tape inside and out to reduce reflection. Place the tube over the front of the flashlight to control the spread of uh, the beam for close or small objects. So you you can harness your light a lot better. That's, that's beautiful. this is really cool.
1: Yeah. You know, there's so many little tips and there's so many things that, uh, well, as you know, McKenzie, there's so many different disciplines of photography, right? So if you walk into a studio and talk to a studio photographer, they're going to have dozens of tips that you would never think of if you were a, uh, you know, a landscape photographer, a sports photographer. So every genre has got these, these little how to's, you know what I mean? And a uh, night photography is difficult because it's, it's bloody dark out, you know, and you can't see your gear. Um, so there's so many little tips like that. As a matter of fact, our most recent blog or an upcoming blog post is on the very same thing. And, you know, my tip, you know, each of, each of the members of the crew, uh, uh, put in these tips, and my tip was learn how to create your custom menu. You know, because a lot of people don't do that. You know, your camera is set up for what you need, and then that's it. But for night photographers, we're constantly going in and out of a lot of different settings, and when it's dark at night, it's hard to go into the belly of the beast and find all that. So, tons of yeah, tons of little tips like that. Yeah, the gaffer's tape. I mean,
0: amazing, right? Well, you're getting me excited to take one of your workshops right now. I can tell you <laughs> that because there there's workshops which. First off cost a lot of money and maybe yeah. that's the alert cause it must be really, really good. But I'm telling you, I've been on a lot of workshops where you don't get nothing out of it rather than just like, uh, yeah, you can that, shoot a picture. That's Now what? Um, here's another one. Here's another tip. And maybe that'll be the, the title of our episode tips from Tim. <laughs> Attach Velcro to the back of your cable release and tripod mm. leg. When a breeze is blowing the release, uh, well, it,
1: yeah, I'm having a tough time
0: reading this, but basically, so you, you don't lose your cable release and it doesn't whip around and hit your tripod.
1: Yeah, it also keeps the tension off the body, you know, and the the end of the connector. Sure. So it's not hanging when you when you move your tripod. Yeah, I, I couldn't live without that one.
0: <laughs> um, tell us about Matt Hill.
1: Ah, uh, you know, at first, at first, I got to say. I, <clears throat> All my partners are
0: awesome. You choking up on me? Yeah, I'm getting that, a little emotional. Over-clepted,
1: over-clepted. <laughs> but uh, seriously, every one of the guys has got um, has got their own skill, and uh, and they're all really super giving, and they love to help. I mean, I've never felt so supported in my own career by my my by my partners. But the same way when they're working with the students, you know. And uh, Matt is brilliant. He he's one of these polymaths. I think that uh, he. He creates cut paper clothing, puts them on models, and then takes them out and photographs them in the night. And so not only is he creating the clothing, but he's creating the lighting and he's using the nighttime backdrop. It's just a, it's, it's an incredible uh, coming together of several different art forms. Um, yeah. Well, I bring
0: him up first and hopefully you'll make time to mention all of your, your crew. Um, Matt Hill says, adopt this attitude. I can overcome anything it's essential for a night photographer and there's a really cool picture. And, but then just below it is another great picture and it's, it's so, so perfect. Uh, I would assume it's him saying, don't pack up when foul weather rolls in, get creative Mm. experiment and make something out of adverse conditions. But this is a night. Yeah. So we at Fort Worth camera produced um, nighttime photography, basically astrophotography, star trails and things like that, mm-hmm. and we've had to cancel them oh. um, several times because you know we're here in Texas and the weather's goofy; it changes all the time. But man, this is a really great tip. So there's this image I'm looking at right now, folks, of um, a landscape, a view of over a lake or a body of water, surrounded, you know, uh, pincered by some mountains, and it's this amazingly um spooky and ethereal Mm -hmm. light uh, or a star trail image, but it looks like something that is really impressionistic and and very cool and it's all because he didn't give up when the the conditions changed. Really great stuff. Yeah. So cool.
1: Yeah, one of my favorite things is to actually photograph in cities at night. You know, I think so many people they think about uh, night photography now, they're thinking about Milky Way. And it's like, oh, you got to get into a dark sky. You know, we got to get down to Big Bend or we're not going right. to, um, you know, we're not going to get any night photography. And to me, you know, that's just so untrue. That's just one form of night photography. But um, I spent many years living in DC and I would go out all the time at night. Um, if the, Even if it's an overcast night, you know, the city lights will illuminate the clouds from below, put it into a long exposure, change the white balance. And suddenly you've got this just gorgeous cotton candy of clouds going over uh, you know going over city buildings. And so there's always something to photograph at night for sure.
0: Uh tip number three fifty three, courtesy of the mm-hmm. the folks at uh national parks at night. Shoot with two cameras and two tripods, double double your potential yield.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know double
0: your potential yield.
1: You know, it's funny, I would never I would never carry two 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 setups with me, but uh but it's really handy, especially um, especially at night, simply because you can set up one camera and rip a really long exposure. So if you wanna do star trails, um, but if that's the only camera that you have, then you're sitting there for 40 minutes now, well, or half an hour or something. Well, that's nice, because you're just staring up the sky or talking to your, you know, your friends. It, it's unproductive time. And so a lot of us will set that up first and just let it rip and then we'll start scouting around and look for things to light paint or you know maybe take one or two or three other shots during the time that that one's exposing um and then run back and grab it you know before you leave for the night so
0: great advice yeah uh i'm going to butcher his last name i'm sure of it lance kymig you
1: got it right on hey. yeah
0: he says and here's a really great picture of a, a tufa i'm i'm sure at mono lake mm in uh, Levine in California, longer focal length lenses will yield a brighter start will yield brighter. Gosh, my tongue tied today. Longer focal length lenses will yield brighter star trails than shorter lenses at an equivalent aperture. Explain if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, actually I would love to, um, but I actually don't know the answer to that question. Okay. Um, But what I can, and Lance, I've got to say Lance's He's he's the same age as me, but uh, I, I kind of consider him the grandfather of of our crew because he he's been doing night photography the longest out of everybody, and he um, he knows all the answers. He's he's just he's got all the answers, and um, I'm not surprised he would know something like that. What I can tell you about shooting longer lenses is that
0: you can take your time. We don't have a cough button or anything, but you do have a. You had some uh, peanut gallery on the other side of the, the studio windows here. They were, <laughs> they were happy to see you here.
1: But one of the cool things about shooting a longer lens is that the stars move faster across the, uh, across the film plane or the sensor, the you know, uh, because you're magnified in. And so if it would take you, say, 45 minutes to get a full star trail to edge to edge, if you, oh. fa- if you face the south and use a longer lens, you can get that in, say, eight minutes or nine minutes um and so it's very interesting using normal and longer length lenses in in night photography to capture the sky everything's always a little bit different you know depending on which direction you're facing you know this the trails go in one direction facing east another direction west and north and south they move faster to the south or yeah
0: here and, we go so the great yeah. segue and, and I don't do this I don't do night photography but God damn it, now I do want to. This is, this is great. The further away from the North Star your camera is pointed, the longer the
1: star trails in your photograph. Yep, that's exactly right. Duh. And it's crazy because it's, that makes a lot of sense. You know, if you use a wide-angle lens, like shoot at the North Star with a 14 millimeter, you can look at the North Star and the, the stars right around it are barely moving at all. And by the time you get up to the edge of the frame, that's where the big, long, concentric rings are. So it's 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 pretty neat, neat to witness that. And then if you face like a say southwest and you're using a super wide lens, you actually get a convergence of the stars, and they look like they're going away from each other. So there's some really cool effects that you can do uh, with focal length lenses and stars. I'll um, maybe
0: end up our our tips from Tim uh, questionnaire uh, with this one because this is a this is a really a strong sticking point with people that go out to shoot stars or the Milky Way or because sometimes it's, it's contrary to what you might think with a wider aperture and a higher ISO, more stars will be recorded in this Mm. image. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people think that if you lower your ISO, that gets you an elongated exposure and you'd think that would be the way to go, but that's not the case. Is it?
1: Yeah. And the reason is, and that's really good that you, that you're picking up on that and thinking about it because it is kind of counterintuitive, but when you're shooting star points, like if you wanna shoot the Milky Way, you have a limited amount of time and that's based on your focal length. So let's say you're using a 14 millimeter lens on a full frame camera, you can get about 30 seconds. Anything after that, then you're gonna get a star smudge instead of a star point. So every focal length is limited to a certain amount of time. The longer it gets, the longer the focal length gets, the shorter the time becomes. So if you're shooting with a 50 millimeter lens, you know, it may be, eight seconds or something is all you get. So with that limit on time to get star points, the only way that you can add more light to the scene is by your ISO and your aperture. So, you know, that, that, that shutter speed is fixed. Boom. That's it. So that's it. The higher your ISO goes, um, the more dimmer stars you will be able to pick up. And you know, especially if you're shooting with like a 1.8 or a two, um, then you're able to pick up even more stars. And that's, yeah, this is know, great.
0: This is great information. I'm, I feel getting. I feel like I'm getting smarter listening to you, <laughs> rather than just a smart ass like I'm normally accustomed to. Okay, man. So we're reaching our our uh, twenty minute mark, which is how long these episodes are. Um, and since you are uninitiated with the Fort Worth way, um, especially the Fort Worth um, radio way, Fort Worth Camera Radio. Every episode ends with a with the same question for every guest. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. First off, have you been to Fort Worth before? I uh, kind of. Okay, we'll I will say no. Yeah, I would say no. I really haven't spent any time here before. Okay, but a weekend and that was. Have it.
0: Have you heard of George Strait? Uh, I yeah yeah. Okay, yeah. so I, I had, can't say I'm super. He had, he had a song thing. called uh, "Does Fort Worth Ever Cross Your Mind." <laughs> so the final question is: Tim Cooper, does Fort Worth ever cross your mind? <laughs> well, it
1: certainly will from here on out. I can tell we go. you that. <laughs> um, yeah. Have you seen it much of the town? Um, I've been out for uh, dinner a couple nights. Every, every place I've been to has been awesome. Great cool. food. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it, it's got a nice feel to it. I like this town, Dallas. See, I, I grew up near New York and New York is real big and impressive. And, uh, Dallas seems like maybe it would be that way. if not spent any time here, but I feel very comfortable. It's, it, in Fort it's a, awful over there. I tell it, you, it just, you don't want to go there. Yeah. Big and, no. but, uh, <laughs> no Fort Worth just feels really super comfortable and everybody I met is awesome. So yeah, I quite like it here. I, hope come back and do some more teaching for y'all That'd be yeah nice. we'd
0: like that too uh thanks for joining us can you give us some uh pimpin give us some uh some uh places to look for images and some websites and absolutely the, yeah. the next trip you're taking
1: oh next trip i'm taking is to anzo borrego desert we're going to be shooting these awesome sculptures at night Um, and so we'll be light painting these dinosaurs and horses that are made of metal and 30 and 40 feet tall. And, uh, it's just incredible. Um, but yeah, you know, as far as places to look again, I think photography should be about sharing and education. And so, you know, both at my website, timcooperphotography.com and nationalparksatnight.com, you're going to find people that are ready to give information and have lots of free information available for you. Um, and same thing with sharing photos, you know, uh, uh, my Instagram is Tim Cooper Photography um, and also the uh, uh, National Parks at Night is National Parks at Night. Yeah. So definitely check us out both places and uh, and get your, you know, full of free information and get inspired. that's what it's all about.
0: Sure is. Tim Cooper. Thanks for joining me, man. Yeah. Thank you, Mac. This has been a presentation of Fort Worth Camera at 1600 Montgomery Street in the cultural district of Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Mackenzie Hughes. Our engineer is Greg Woods. For more information about Fort Worth Camera, visit fortworthcamera.com. And for more information on the Fort Worth Photo Fest, please visit fortworthphotofest.com.